you go. Hey, what's up? Hey, hey. Oh, hello. What's up, man? What's happening? What's going on? Hey, uh, welcome to Red River Podcast. This is uh, where we talk some movies, some music, some pop culture. And and sure, we took the name from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, too. So this is pretty cool. <laughs> nice. uh, yes. But yeah, BJ, man, welcome to the show. We I just watched uh, Studio 666 uh, yesterday. Brian watched it on Tuesday. Awesome. Uh, yep. So this is first a- movie. First time I've been to the theaters in a couple of years was your film. So. Oh. <laughs> Well, congrats. I, I hope it was a good experience. Absolutely. Man. <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, if you're going to go back to a theater and, and, and you're going to go to a theater, at least you have to go see something fun, right? Exactly. I laughed the whole time. Actually, the first time I went back after like all the pandemic shit, it was Nobody. So Bob Odenkirk's movie, that fucking oh, movie. Oh, right. That was, I, I go all the time. I guess Brian has a, a little bit of a, you know, he's got a family. He's got He's got a, a a normal life. I have a very Peter Pan life, so I get to do more <laughs> shit. So um, I, have a, I have a wife that actually has health problems, so I, I have to be very careful. So even for me, okay. Like, even when we went to the premiere, me and my wife, it was like we felt a little iffy on that one, but uh, oh. we're okay. <laughs> we, wow. We have, not, we have not gone out without masks in a while. Okay, that's wild. So how was that premiere? Because I saw pictures of it and it seemed pretty cool. Oh, it was amazing. I mean. As if a, as a director of any movie, when you're having a premiere, like the Man's Chinese Theater is the place to have it. I mean, that's like that's like history. That's like Hollywood history, you know. So it's like honestly, if I died tomorrow, I'd be like, yeah, cool, man. I had a premiere at the Man's Chinese. I mean, what more can you ask for, you know? And the, and, and the after party was great, you know. David Mortimer, my publicist, on here, we we all hung out and it was rad, and we got to see the band, and it was it was fantastic. Yeah, we had a good time. Yeah, it looked a lot. Brian, you had something? Oh, no, I was just saying we were talking about the pandemic and all that whatnot. Now, you filmed the film, this movie. I keep reading filmed in secret during the pandemic on like, but could, could you talk about like uh, film, yeah. how it came together? Yeah, I mean, but we we started before the pandemic. You know, we, mm. we actually we were already in production and uh, we were about 20 days in um, when we were doing the movie. And then I'll never forget it was we were shooting the very last scene of the, like basically the very last part of the movie with the rain and with Jeff Garland and, and Dave. And it was full on raining on us. It was pouring. I remember it being so ominous and there was all the stuff in the news being like, we don't know what's going to happen. There's looming, you know, people, we might be having everybody do a lockdown and we're all standing in the rain. We're going, what are we going to do? Like, what can we, you know, what can we shoot? I was like, well, let's shoot the ending in the rain. I mean, honestly, like we can, we can, we could creatively, cause it never was supposed to rain. But it just was raining, so we decided just to go ahead and go for it. And I think it gave us production value, honestly. But it was a rough night, you know. And then, like, we we wrapped that 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 whole part uh, before we like, you know, we wrapped that. And then I remember just going home. It was about two in the morning because we just said, "All right, everybody, go home. Let's see what's happening." And then the world shut down. Wow, that's uh, wild. That, yeah, that, 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 oh, go ahead. I, I was going to say that's wild because, like, so just from creating something so the movie was pretty much wrapped a long time ago and i know from being in a band and and i you know i think rob told me you used to be in a band too but like anything creative that you do once you're done like you know to basically have something that you love you know to wait to put it out it's probably like i don't know like you know such a tease right like to to have this movie it was hard man because like you know when we shut down we thought we were going to come back and like two two weeks weeks. yeah yep all of us did and then seven months later you know 
when you know we we had been editing remotely here my i had a i have a whole setup here you can't see but like my office i have a bunch of monitors right over here that like i would do like talk to my editor like we're doing but i'd be looking at this monitor and looking at the timelines and we'd be editing remotely so we got to edit like the footage that we already had shot while we were all at home and then but when we got to a point where we all had to like stop because there was nothing else we could do and then just the months kept going the months kept going it's like oh my god we're gonna get back and finally we did you know and it was uh we shot that then there was a you know visual effects and you know sound design and score and you know doing different cuts of just like trying to prove it it was just it was really one really hard thing to keep like you couldn't talk about you know i mean all i wanted to do was tell yeah i'm working on this thing with the foo fighters you know but yeah i mean honestly keep it down amazing because like here's a guy you know I've never made a movie, but like you get Dave Grohl, who's basically the ambassador of, of the world. Like, you know, like I, I picture Dave Grohl knocking on anyone's rehearsal door and everyone will be like, hey, man, why don't you come in and, and jam with us? Like he oh, yeah. like just watching him on Hot Ones recently, like yeah. <laughs> you get you get why this guy is like the most popular musician on the planet, because like he seems like the coolest dude ever. He yeah. just wants to hang out, have a good time. So he gets an idea for this movie and, you know, it's he's he could move a mountain, you yeah. know, like he's like, oh, I have this idea. And and we like me and Brian grew up at a time where like satanic panic was a thing and we loved yeah. anything with metal and fucking horror, you know. Yeah. So this movie, it, it carries on in that tradition, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the same I'm an 80s kid. You know, I was born yep. in the 70s, I'm an 80s kid. And I remember all that Same. stuff going on, you know, like, you know, I love the movie. I love like Trick or Treat, the original with Sammy Kerr. That's it. The, rad, the movie The Gate, oh, yeah. playing the record backwards. Yeah. And that whole thing is so cool. Black you know, Roses. Just even, like the whole, like the whole thing going on with like, uh, you know, the Ozzy Osbourne stuff and like, you know, people, it was just, it was a weird time back then, you know, yeah. you were saying like, oh, the rock, the, the, the metal music made my kid kill someone or whatever. It's just kind of crazy. So yeah, I mean, it's really cool to actually make a movie about this, but it's also just really funny. Like we're just kind of spoofing on it too. So it's, it's, but it's, it's a, it's, it's a simple concept that, you know, it's we that we kind of grew up around. I don't know if the younger crowd of people kind of understand what we were going for, but it's always yeah. a, ba- a fine line with the balance with a, with horror yeah. and comedy stuff. But this one, you know, it, 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 it was funny, but you got you bring some savagery to it though. There's some, oh, some yeah. brutal kills in this movie. Yeah. That was the main thing we wanted it because like me and Dave were talking. It's like we wanted to make sure we kept it like a Foo Fighters music video. Uh, like like we wanted to make sure the fans of the Foo Fighters because we know they're going to all going to you know they're going to see it because they love the band. But we wanted to make sure that they were happy with using the same kind of tone from the music videos, um, while also since they're a band, keeping it a band movie, keeping the band movie feel. Where it's like yeah, they're not trained actors, and we were, and that's what we're going with. We're yeah. going. Um, and then when it comes down to the horror, because I've done so many horror films. You know, like I wanted to make sure that when we could go to those areas that we would actually be able to mesh that really well. And I think it works. I, you know, it's I, great. People I can't handle it, but I, I fucking love it. I, I really did. I'm sitting there watching it. And, and I'll tell you one thing, like f- from a Nirvana fan to a Foo Fighters fan, when I heard he was making Dave was making a horror movie, my first you know, thought was like, ah, I'm like, uh, is it, is, you know, like I, I didn't think he was really going to pull this off. I was like, uh, and then I saw the trailer. Right. I saw the trailer and I forgot what movie I was watching 
And I was like, I, I got it. I got the plot. I was like, yo, this is so smart. It, I thought it was like, I thought it had nothing to do with Foo Fighters. I thought it was like just him being like, you know, Joe Schmo in a horror movie. But it's like, no, it's like they're making their 10th record and it's tied in and they go to this house to record. It's just, it's once I saw that trailer, I was like, I'm fucking in. <laughs> good. Yeah, you know? that's good. I mean, I, and I think it came out, you know, the trailer came out pretty strong and, and it was, it was a lot of fun to show that like, there were some things I was really not wanting to show in that trailer. Yeah. But, but the thing is like, once, once I've passed off to a studio, cause this movie was independent. Like this was not a big budget movie. I don't know if people, some people, I guess think that we had like all this money. We didn't like, this was a very small movie. Um, but it's like, once you finally get a studio that backs the project and they take it, it's just, it, it goes out of your hands and all you can do is go, well, can I see, what the trailer is going to look like. And then I do. And then I go, I don't know if we should do that, but you know, you can only say your part. Like I didn't want them to show Lionel Richie in the trailer. Oh, I didn't uh, even know that they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I was just saying to Sam, I was like, don't mention that cameo because <laughs> it's, it's such a, it's such a surprise when it happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think uh, still like it because of what yeah, happened yeah, yeah. after that, but it's just still like, you know, when you, when you work so hard for something and then all of a sudden you see a trailer and especially like, the red band trailer i was just like oh my lord um you know it's one of those things as a director you creatively just want to be like don't show that but there's the whole team of people that are like we're gonna get butts in theaters and we you know they it's just that's marketing in, that's interesting marketing. too because we always see trailers like me and my girlfriend will watch a movie in theaters like usually when i'm home i'll watch a, a trailer and i'll shut it off after a minute i just want to get that taste right yeah. But when you're sitting in a theater, you're kind of forced to just watch it. Um, yeah. and, and I'm always wondering, like, how that does happen. Like, because she'll be like, oh, they showed, like, the whole thing. And obviously, listen, a two-and-a-half-minute trailer doesn't show the whole thing. But yeah. it can show a lot. And and I didn't even notice that they showed uh, Lionel Richie because when I <laughs> – I didn't even know. And I <laughs> laughed so loud when that happened because I was like, this is – it, it just it's so funny because it it reminded me of like the 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 cameo in Zombieland, like Bull, oh. Bill Murray's cam. Yeah. That might have been the greatest cameo ever, but this yeah. is like up there. Oh yeah, no, that was that was awesome. You know, it, but it's also funny if you can go you could go on the flip side and there's still people that saw that and noticed that, but still really like when the part comes up, they still go, oh yeah, and then, and then you know they, they still enjoy the moment, you know. So I mean, there's something to be said marketing that way too. You can. You can see where they're coming from. It's just as the creative director, you're sometimes just so like, please don't show this. Yeah, it's just you know, don't do that, don't do this. But you 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 know, only the big timers get the get the say so for sure. <laughs> I, I also like I know that you mentioned your your wife, but she also helped you out in the movie, right? Oh, she helps me out with everything. I mean, that's the thing. Like we're we're a team, and with with Adrian, it's really. Uh, she does a lot behind the scenes that not a lot of people see and see like with me, like I'm always going back and forth throwing ideas. She takes care of me when I'm stressed out. She takes care of me when I'm happy. You know, that's the thing. Like, and not only that, but she's on set working too, doing makeup on sets uh, and, and helping me there. So really she has probably the toughest job out of anything, you know, that's even all the way to premiere day, you know, it's, it's, yeah. she has, a, she has a, a very like very vital role in my life with filmmaking. Okay. And, and uh, just, just out of curiosity, like, how did you get this direction? How did you get this, this job uh, to, to, to basically make this movie that, that I, you know, it just seems like such a, like I said, from Dave girl's mind to, I guess the dude that wrote the midnight, who is that a uh, Jeff? 
Bueller was that his Tim name? Bueller. Yeah, yeah. To, to screenplay to you, like, how does that happen? It, 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 there's a number of factors. And it's funny. I'm learning other stuff. Like as I read other things or like I talk to some of my friends who are on the sets, like it, it really started with Dave and I had worked on the run video with Dave and the guys. Um, but Dave got the idea of what he wanted to do and that he wanted to make a horror film. So he made this pitch and then Jim wrote to John Ramsey, the two producers that would do sound city and sonic highways were over there while they were doing this at midnight. And he threw this idea to him and they like, why don't you bring BJ? He's like, Oh Yeah. And they're like, yeah, he did the Slayer videos and all that stuff. He's like, oh, that's rags. It's all practical oh, yeah. effects for the most yeah. part. Um, and so they sent me the pitch. I, I read his pitch and then I started adding things to what I thought would be cool to add to the story. I did a lot of like background stuff on the Dream Widow things and what, you know, like the, like in the movie, there's like these shadow people that are kind of basically the cursed, the cursed ghosts of Dream Widow. That was never in the script, but I thought we needed more of that kind of thing in the, in the script, just something like a, an evil presence other than the, the caretaker, Greg Knoll. Um, so I, I did that. I did a lookbook of how I thought the movie should look, how it should feel, how we should shoot it. Um, and then we had a meeting. And then uh, we, me and Dave, I went over, I, I, I gave him the lookbook. We went over directors that we like, like horror films that we like, what we were kind of going for. Like, we, yes, band movie. Yes, comedy. Yes, horror. But we like John Carpenter. But we yeah. also like improv style of like, you know, the Seth Rogen movies and things like that. So we were throwing around all these ideas and, and uh, then he's like, yeah, let's do it. And then I found out today that even Tony Gardner, who I, who did all the Slayer videos with me is a good friend of mine who also does all the Foo Fighters stuff also told Dave, he's like, Oh, you need to bring BJ on because he knows how to, how to shoot and light and deal with special effects. And it's really important for special effects artists to real, to have a director that knows how to light uh, things so and how to like cut away really fast so you're not lingering on something too stupidly long um, unless you want it to be silly yeah like we, we did that a few times on that but it was all intentional um you know, so, so, <laughs> i'm so just tony, thinking of a tony scene was, but go ahead oh you know what i'm talking about yeah, <laughs> yeah. but tony uh you know he, he he was like super pumped about it because we've done so much together so he was also another big factor in it you know we all were and it all just was more of like a family style thing like it was a family buffet so we all yeah. we all kind of knew each other at that at that point and, and i think that's more important to dave too is having people around that he can just shoot the shit with and, and have fun with yeah and because we're professionals and we're doing gonna do the job right it seemed like uh i would say like a lot of it seemed like maybe it was like an ad lib or kind of like a loose script and stuff because ever, everything was like so you know like you see <laughs> i think i read that taylor improvised like oh almost everything right <laughs> <laughs> taylor did taylor yes i don't think taylor taylor read the script i think once when we did the table read and then he didn't really I don't think he really memorized his lines but the thing that was fun with taylor is he would know when he would have to say a line and he would kind of also just riff off, you know, he'd go with the script and we would, you know, we'd bring him back in if he started going off script a little bit, but he would like, he knew when his part was coming up. So he would have to say something. He would just wait for those words and then he'd listen to what the guys are saying. And then he would jump in. And yeah, so he, he, I mean, for the most part, I let the, all the guys improv anyways, because, you know, ideally I wanted this movie to be about who they are and, and yeah. They do what they are, and so it's not just sure. the Roll show; it's the Taylor Hawkins show, the Nate Mendel show, the Rami Jaffe, the Chris Shiflet. You know, and, yeah. You know, I, want, I want Pat Smear in all my horror movies. That is Pat. like that <laughs> is cinema music gold, and like yeah. the most awesome, like soft-spoken, happy guy on earth. And what's so cool is like you see his demeanor in the movie; it's totally, it's totally Pat. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to translate, and that's why we let them kind of riff and improv a bit. You know, as long as we didn't go off the topic too much, 
you know, what they would say to each other is way more, way more impressive and way more real than what's written on a page. For That's sure. a hell of a screamer too. Yeah. Those are some great screams. He was, yeah, for sure. But and also, like you said, the the ghost things, kind of like you know, um, uh, you know, the, in the house and stuff, like the lighting on those things were fucking great. Like, yeah, they, I thought they came out really good, right? Like face? Are you kidding me? The yeah, that was, and, and it's funny because those things, they were people in pitch black suits yeah. with with LED red lights eyes, but yep. no, there was no, it was just a black mask. There was no mouths, so we ha- we didn't have the money to make everybody have a moving like scary costume and animatronics we didn't have that so what tony did was he made an actual just a head that was a like a perfect sculpture of what that creature's face would look like and we shot it on green screen and the mouth would open and close and we got it like yelling we got it like chattering we got like all sorts of different angles of it from like a a frontal to a three-quarter profile to a profile then vice versa the other way and what we would do is we would actually cg we, on the actors in the scene, we would take the face and whatever the creature was doing in the scene, we would take the face of what we shot of the actual uh, makeup effects head and we would cut that and put it on those shadow people. So that's what gave them the mouths and they're, when they would they're, they'd scream, like they had that stretchy black looking gooey, like freaky stuff. And if you look real close, you can, you can see detail of like a little bit of like freaky skull stuff, but we wanted it to be more of like the fog you know where it's like it was more of a throwback to the fog to have those characters in there and that was that's one of the easter eggs why they're in there and why they look the way they do because that's what it is i said um, to say i said it i said it to my girlfriend who's never seen the fog she's eight years younger she thinks i'm an idiot i was like <laughs> i'm telling you i'm like the fog she's like i've never even seen it i'm like all right whatever but that's, yeah that's I, a total throwback to that and actually to get back to your question about pat about the screaming yeah. which is funny yeah. fact is that after we had shot the movie and we had Pat yelling so much, when I saw Pat at ADR, we were like, all right, Pat, we got to get a couple more yells. And he's like, I got to tell you guys, I can't yell anymore. That actually <laughs> like damaged his, his vocal cords from yelling oh, during no. like filming that movie. So he, he can't actually yell like that anymore because of Studio 666. Wow. He gave it all. That's he it. Sure he, he left it on the table right there. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, another really cool part of this is, is Roy Mayorga, who oh. I... I so Roy is New York hardcore to the bone. Awesome. So we yeah. had we had him on my other podcast a while ago. Um, he he's he's so talented. Like the even before the movie, like he would just put these like uh, clips up of of like the synth shit that he would work mm-hmm. on. And the dude fucking drums for Ministry. It's like yeah, yo, like yeah. I remember seeing him and being like, this fucking guy is killing it. But yeah. just like, I, I mean, just amazing. If you want to talk about just his score work. I, he nailed it. Like that's the thing. So you know, we had John Carpenter do the yep. theme for the movie, um, and we were really excited. That was always a thing that me and Dave wanted to do. We were like, let's see if John will do this stuff, and like because we wanted that kind of a we wanted that sound to, to basically be what we were doing since we were going to, since we were going through with doing like an '80s throwback kind of movie. Why not get the master himself? Yes, to at least give us a theme song, and he totally did. And it was rad. Um, Roy, you know, I met Roy through Jim and uh, through Jim Rota. And he's like, hey, my buddy Roy, you know, he's, he, you know, he drums for ministry in, in Stone Sour and all these other bands, you know, and, and I was like, I love that stuff. And he's like, yeah, but he wants to make scores. So I was kind of, for me, I was a little hesitant because scores mean a lot to me. And I was like, all right, let's see what he does. You know, I'm not sure because in my head, I'm like, let's go get Hans Zimmer. But of course, we wouldn't afford it that. Um, <laughs> so I I end up meeting Roy and then he sits down and shows me things that he was working on. And then we just really hit it off because he was such a horror fan. Yes. I understood that he really did get 
what you know in each scene like what it would be um emotionally and tempo wise of what the score should actually match up to and how it should make you feel musically along with the dialogue and what's going on on the screen um and he was such a hard worker and honestly like he's like i would hire roy on anything from here on out because he really gets it from from the john carpenter's uh, like like mixing the theme song that we got to incorporating that into the movie and also as the movie goes it's nice and synthy but when it starts getting real we actually built it up to more of like an action film level and actually added more orca orchestral kind of like instruments to the score and i think it's a really interesting mix of synth and or orchestral music and and he nailed it you know yeah. and, and he is really the guy is like you can't even like you said he's so talented yeah, he's super talented, and and he knows the shit. Like, I mean, the guy owns like a, a nice replica of of Michael Myers's mask from Halloween too. I mean, like, you know, how much more legit do you need to be? Oh yeah, uh, totally. No, he's 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 definitely a fan. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, obviously it's hard to not not hard, but you know, we, we don't want to give anything away. But I mean, was was um the the last part of the um uh, was the ending always the ending, or or did you mess around with a few other ending ideas that would be you know released later on which ending are you talking about oh, i'm just talking about the ending uh yeah i'm just talking about like that's three did, did you always have the vision for the way it went it was in the script the way it went um i had i did have to change a little bit in the pool sequence because we had shot that at covid time and what was originally supposed to happen we just weren't allowed to do that because like basically like it was a whole thing where everybody had to kind of like tackle on top of each other and it was like this whole thing social distance wise it couldn't work so i kind of reworked the i reworked the scene um to what it is now um which i think plays a lot better um i, I can't really get into detail like no what yeah differences but like yeah. you know I, I think that what we ended up doing came out really great um and uh yeah the, we just had to change a couple. We had to change some stuff because of what COVID. Yeah, because I, I was genuinely watching it and thinking to myself, like, I don't even know how this is going to go, which is cool. You know, yeah. you, you like I'm like, I don't know how this is going to play out. And like, when does that ever happen? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like sometimes you just see it coming, you know, and, and this one, it was kind of fun because you think you have an ending and, it's, and then you think you have another ending and then, whoa, there's another ending, which some people I think are, are bummed out about. Cause they're like, oh, it's too long. Or it's like too much of this or that. And I'm like, well, whatever, you know, it's like <laughs> we have six guys in a band that we have to tell a story too. And we have to kill these people off. Um, <laughs> yes. you know I mean? So yeah. Was it a little bit long? Yeah, sure. But is it fun? Totally. I thought, uh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, uh, I guess it's, it's so hard when you make something and, and people do say stuff like that. I, I haven't heard that yet obviously but yep. it's like to me i'm like i don't know i just i sat there like i genuinely like i didn't like you know when 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 you set up to talk to someone i'm like man i really hope i like this movie and i fucking loved it like i genuinely yeah. i texted our, our buddy rob i was like oh my god i'm like fucking love studio 666 so good yeah. you know so like i'm like super happy uh i hope it definitely you know gets watched by as many people as possible yeah. uh i also want to say that you made my favorite hatchet movie Oh, thanks. <laughs> I mean, you did like honestly, like I think Hatchet Three, like it I get it, and you get oh, like how that. you get like like you know like you brought some of that to studio, you know, like you see like you know like it's a lot of blood. You yeah. Know? Oh shit! I think we had way more blood in this than any of those Hatchet films. To tell you the truth, really? That for all of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean. There's one scene that definitely, like, out of all of them, it probably it probably was way more in that one sequence in studio. 
than it, than any of those movies ever. Um, you know that like I and, and Hatchet Three was like it was a that was a hard movie to make to be honest. Like it's like the politics involved. Uh, you know where we shot it, the amount of money we had to make that movie. It was like absurd that we even made that movie because. You know, the, it, it started like with, with part one had a bigger budget, two had a little smaller one. We had a really small budget. Like, I, I mean, it was really small. And what we did with that, I thought we made it look a lot bigger. Um, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm proud of the way it looks. And I like what we did. And I like the practical effects stuff that we that we were doing with it. You know, it's just that, again, it's another, it's another movie that kind of throws back to the 80s style horror films, you know? Oh, definitely. And just like Sam mentioned, uh, Hatchet 3, and I'd be remiss as a huge Slayer fan and not say repentless is my favorite video of all time you managed to the the because slayer sounds like a prison riot you know yeah. and you and the whole concept of it plus those all-star actors you had in it outstanding yeah. well that and, and that's the thing like with the slayer stuff because like look i for me personally like you know when i get the, the hatchet threes or like the studio 666 they're horror comedies you know and, and they're fun to do mm -hmm. i wanted to go with the slayer videos i wanted them to be a bit more serious you know, and I want it like still with really practical effects, which sometimes mm -hmm. can look a little cheap, but it's more fun in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. wanted to get more serious. And the storyline of the videos that I wrote uh, for the Slayer videos are actually pretty, pretty serious storyline. Um, you know, and I'm proud of that. And it's like, you, and you're also telling the story with just, you know, not only just the music and their lyrics, what's going on, but, you know, the actors don't do dialogue. It's all through facial expression. You get what's going on in their head. You get the emotions of what's going on with different people without saying, here's why I'm going to this place, or here's what happened in the past and that kind of thing. I'm proud of those. Like, I, I really am proud of the Slayer videos and I'm, oh, I'm happy that people love them because I remember pitching the idea. I was like, you know, Hey, you know, Slayer's videos in the past have been great. I like them, but they've never been a Slayer video to me ever. Mm. I said, yep. so now the MTV isn't, a, isn't really like the, the, the music video force of where everybody sees it and censorship was such a big thing. We yeah. have now, now we can make a real Slayer video. And I went home and wrote two pitches for Repentless. And, and one was like a very big budget, like cannibalistic biker gang thing. It was crazy. That's and cool. It was nuts. It was, it was, and it was really dark. It was yeah. super deep. Um, it was very post-apocalyptic Mad Max. And I know Kerry King loved that one, but we just again when it comes to budget you just you have to be able to make the video so i made a high budget and i made the repentless video which is a small budget yeah and then and then we and then once that video came out people were super pumped about it then i had to go right because i wasn't originally going to do a storyline it was just going to be that one video then i had then i had to write the storyline of a prequel and a sequel and i think people really take to you know now it's like a visual thing like like i said for i know you you used to be in a band right I used to be in a punk band. Yeah. Yeah. yeah back, so, back in the nineties. Yes. <laughs> shout out to, to Florida, I believe. Right. It was in Florida. Yes, it was. Right, cool. Yeah. So like now, like it's important, like me, I still play in a band and just, it's, it's like, I mean, we just shot a video on Sunday. Cause it's like just to have a visual, like, you know, so when you get to Slayer, like, it's just amazing. Like you said, there is no more of that censorship as far as like uh, um, MTV is concerned. And, and, and like, I feel like it really made that album pop extra hard because yeah. people love that. Those three, you know, it's just and and, yeah. and like you said, it's like Slayer never really had a video that looked like that. And when you think of a prison riot, like that's about as violent as you could realistically get without being, you know, like a, a slasher or something yeah. supernatural. It's like, OK, it's like all yeah. these people, you know, that that are probably, you know, down to, to fuck each other up, you know, in this video. And, and you had fucking Tony Moran. Right. Who else is in yeah, there? Yeah, right. Got to cut his neck. We had to cut his Derek throat. Derek Mears, Danny Trejo. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. Like it was like, and it, the funny thing is it was never supposed to be a who's who horror. That was literally just me and and, and friends calling in friends. It was mm-hmm. never supposed to be of like we got this video and it's going to have this person this person. We was literally like, "Oh man, let's see if Derek will come." Or yeah. let's call Tyler and see if he'll come down. You know, yeah. and, and actually in the video, the guy that played Suge Knight in in Straight Out of Compton was one of the he he came as a background guy and I didn't even know that until after we had shot the video and I was like, "What?" I was like, I would have totally like gave that guy more screen time. Like, yeah, yeah. Told like, like they didn't tell me that was Shook Knight, and that because that guy was really good and straight out of yeah. comp. Sure, um, you that know, was, it's, yeah, that was it great was pretty moment. funny. Like, like it's just that's some weird California Hollywood stuff. That's like <laughs> this actor who's like totally blowing up. He comes in and just he's a background guy in our video. It's like okay, um, it's so it's so funny to to, to like think of like that. Um, but yeah, I mean those videos were. It's funny too, like online, because when I mean, you're talking about repentless, now you're making me think about it. I always would like, I'd look at comments, see if people were saying, they're like, oh man, it's not like St. Anger, you know, like the Metallica video that, you know, like we should have real prisoners. I'm like, I'm, I sit there, I can think to myself, I'm like, what do you mean have real prisoners? Like, do you see what we did? If we had real prisoners, it'd probably be real death. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or, or, like you can't do that. You yo, know, yo, the end, the, had real prisoners. It's like, okay. Just, just, We're gonna let you guys out for a while. We're gonna give you all knives. You're gonna come listen to Slayer. It's gonna yeah, be it's gonna cool. Be great. Yeah, nothing <laughs> bad will happen ever. The, the internet by now we know that no matter what you do, like somebody's gonna be in the comment section. It's oh. like I always say, it's like you have, you have a baby eating ice cream, and like somebody in the comment section would be like, "Fuck that baby and fuck that ice cream," you know? It's just like oh, Jesus. It's funny because there's there's so many like there's so much gator <laughs> action out there, and it's just. You get to the point when you've been doing this so long that you read people's like comments and you just go, "Okay, show me your movie." Yeah, mm. I want to yeah. see your movie. You want you want to comment on my thing? Let me see your movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pr- pretty much not, but uh, I know Dave said a half hour, so I don't want to take up more yes. of your time. Um, I do want to say you did work on one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, and I, I I need to shout it out. Uh, Scout's Guide to the Zombie oh. Apocalypse is arguably in my top 10. Like when I saw that, when I saw the penis scene, yo, this movie does not get enough fucking love. It's up there with Return of the Living Dead for me. It's like, it's like that level of like, this movie is so good. It was a real, honestly, I'll tell you, that was one of the hardest movies I've ever worked on because it was so many nights and it was so grueling just trying to get our nights done. Um, and Christopher Landon is such a good dude. Yes, such a good dude. I love that guy. Um, really like him a lot. And uh, I mean, he was awesome. Everybody was awesome to work with. But it was like the locations were all over the place. Like I live in Malibu, and so like they'd be like, "All right, we're shooting Seal Beach t- th- this day, and the next day we're going to Santa Clarita, way like over here, and then the next day we're going to Palmdale." And it's like, oh my god! And it was like night. It was it was the hardest. I'm glad you liked it because I that makes me happy because it maybe makes me feel like it was definitely something that. Yeah. I'm proud of. And worth working on because after I got, I actually flew to Costa Rica on a vacation uh, when we wrapped that because I just needed to take some time. Needed to tell, and I'll tell you this: Michael Landon's son, which blows my mind right there. Shout out to Little House on the Prairie, um, but it's <laughs> just <Angle>. like, <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, um, it, that I think that's my favorite of his movies, and I love all his movies. You know, like you know, he has a real he has a great eye for direction and, and, and that, but I think that movie just hit everything. Like it was just, it was gory, violent, but like, seriously, the penis prosthetic scene. Oh, that was, that was so gnarly. 
<laughs> I'm fucking like I laugh every time it comes on, like it's the first time I'm watching it. You know, the fact that that that, that Tony Gardner, who who the, again did art did the visual effects on Studio Six Six Six, was also the effects guy on Scouts vs Zombies. Yes, trivia. Yeah. Uh, but it was funny because when it came out with that prosthetic piece, we're all just kind of like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't believe like you're like it's just. You know, when you watch these zombie movies and, and these things, like it, pretty much everything's been kind of done. But when you see a scene like that, you're like, oh, there's still there's still, uh, you know, unexplored territory and know, a, right? a zombie penis. <laughs> it's kind of so crazy. <laughs> so. And then Ty Sheridan, who was in the movie now, you know, he's 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 in the X-Men movies now. Yeah. It's like it was so crazy. He's such a good dude. Like I remember when he, was, he did that movie uh, Mud. I thought yes. he was fantastic Ooh. in Mud. And yeah. I was really excited to like meet Ty, you know, Ty. And, and since then we've talked, we've been, we've, we communicate all the time. He's such a good, he's a good actor and, a, and just a good dude. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, listen, I, I could sit here and, and look at your filmography forever, yeah. but I don't want to hold you hostage, Brian. I don't know if you had anything else. No, no, just uh, everybody go out to see this movie, go to the theater. It's a fun time. Yeah. Support small horror, man. Get out there and, and help it out while it's in the theaters, you know, like, you know, that's the main thing. A lot of horror films don't get a lot of love when they're in the theaters. And, and you know, you know, it's it's important for people to go out and try to support that. And if Pete, you're willing to with all these covid times and things, I know people are still a bit worried about it. But, you know, uh, we, we appreciate it. If people do see it in the theater. If not, see it on VOD. No. Yeah, for sure. Like even like, you know, Dave's like, you know, as far as like a screener, I was like, nah, I was like, fuck that. I'm like, we're going to the theater. We're, we're dropping coin. I'm going to spend ten, I'm going to spend ten dollars on popcorn. We're all good. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it's better to see it in the theater honestly yes it's, it's the theater experience and it's it's so much more fun yeah yeah you're the man david thank, thank you, so you. and uh you know i will see you somewhere you hopefully know, somewhere. soon with another project but uh yes man, yeah for sure man. i do appreciate it thank you for having me I, I Yo, had a blast. thank you for hanging thank out you. with us for sure so of course later, later bj thanks guys bye, bye. thank you